Listeners, attention. Welcome to Military Life Talk, where we talk about the ins and outs of life in the military. Today, we will be getting insight on the life of a U.S. Army soldier. Joining me today is First Sergeant Leighton Colbank. How are you doing today, sir? I'm all right, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. So, First Sergeant Colbank, what inspired you to join the military in the first place? And what about the Army interested you the most? Well, what inspired me was uh, when I graduated high school, I knew I wasn't cut out to go to college. And plus, um, my father was in the military, so I decided to follow it in his path. So my biggest inspiration was my father and me growing up and knowing the ins and outs of the military lifestyle. And that's why I chose the Army. The Army has over uh, 150 uh, jobs with uh, higher career progression opportunities. That's most certainly true. And so what were you doing before you joined the, the Army? Did you Did you... Were you an athlete? Did you have was the army your goal the entire your entire life? Yes, the the army was my goal the entire life. Um, what I did was uh, I was still in school. I was seventeen years old, and again, I only knew the the military lifestyle. So, uh, uh, army recruiter came to me and was like, uh, "What do you think about the army?" Uh, this is currently when I was in high school, and uh, I went down and did the physical and passed the ASVAB test, and uh, I signed up. So once I graduated high school, uh, I shipped off into basic training. Wow, that's that's incredible. And uh, so, do you have any? Do you have any kids? Do you have a wife? Yes, I have a wife from El Salvador, and I have two boys, eleven and nine year old has pretty much traveled the world with me. Oh, so when you go to different stations, your uh, your family can go with you? Yes, currently every three years, uh, we typically, as part of the military, we typically PCS, we typically move from duty station to duty station. I recently just uh, was stationed over at Fort Bliss, El Paso, Texas, and uh, last July, me and my family moved over here to beautiful Los Angeles, California. Wow! So you guys, you guys move around a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we we do we do move around, and that's just one of the things is where the army assists you and your family in moving to different locations. It's uh, it's different different opportunities, getting to meet new people. So, how long have you been in the army now? I've lived. I've been in the military for twenty four years. I've been in the army for twenty four years. And how much longer do you plan on, you know, staying in? As long as, as I'm healthy, I'm mentally fit, and I can still perform my job at a hundred percent, then that's when uh, I'll continue to stay in. Until then. Until then, only only the person upstairs knows. Well, learning about where where you came from, learning about your life, just 
starting before the military and even being in that's it's incredible and you know learning about what your motivation is um so now i would like to get into what your transition from civilian to soldier was like for you so tell me so what i know is there are two basic there are two places for basic training for the army where was yours mine so the times have changed mine was over on fort knox kentucky it was a 20-week course uh one station unit training for m1a1 armor crewmen but there are four locations uh to go to uh for basic training and there are numerous numerous job locations your mos your military occupational skill job where they would send you to learn about what job you're going to actually do out of those 150 career fields so does that make sense yes i i understand that um so what was so how did it feel when you stepped off the bus for the very first time like did you did you have any feelings of regret like I know a lot of people do at first so what was your feeling well my feelings was uh, change I had a lot of anxiety about change not a lot of people like change because they don't know uh, what to expect right but, uh, and that was my feelings. I didn't know what to expect, but times have changed. Us being recruiters, we understand that people have anxiety. So we tend to explain, we, we sit here and assist you and we work out with you. So once you go to basic training, which lasts about 10 weeks, um, you understand what to expect. The, the four locations, we go to South Carolina, um, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Georgia. So, what do they say to you when when you first step in? Like, when I was there, they would they would tell me like, "This is the one and only basic training. Um, lift your phones in the air, make your phone call, and that was pretty much thirty six hours of of being up." Uh, so when you first go into basic training, you'll go into one, one week. It's like your orientation. With your orientation, you get size for your uh, uniforms. You get your eyeglasses. You, you, you get your haircut, your boots. Make sure you, all your financial documents are taken care of. All your life insurance information is taken care of. All your family individuals are taken care of. And then... After that one week of your initial orientation of what to expect, and that's when you actually go into the whole exercise portion. Um, nowadays, yes, you do get your phone taken away, uh, but it's only for three weeks. After that, then uh, if you earn the right to use your phone, you, you can use your phone. How would you, how would you earn that? Well, I mean, one, just like any other job, you, you don't get in trouble. You do what you're told, and you do everything at 100%. Is that what you tell your uh, future soldiers before they head off? Yes, that's what we tell uh, our future soldiers. 
Um, they understand what to expect because, again, we sit there and train these individuals. We give them classes, we give them tests, we teach them all the facing movements, we run with these individuals, we we do the push-ups, we do the sit-ups. So they're going into basic training knowing what to expect. That's incredible. And that's what I love about recruiters. Like, they don't, they don't sugarcoat anything about boot camp like they're they're very they're very honest like it does like i i understand it does get tough and during your boot camp experience did it did it get tough for you at all um let's see it, i wouldn't call it tough it was a challenge what, what i mean by a challenge was i had to we teach you how to believe in yourself you overcoming your your fears. Does that make sense? Being tough is a mindset, you know? With these drill sergeants and with these other individuals that's in the army, we teach you to push yourself, to know you can do better. Does that make sense? Yes, that that makes a lot of sense. And what kind of training did you do during boot camp? Well, so, what type of training I did? Um, I did uh, we we did marching, uh, we did driver training, we did hand to hand combat. You got to drive? That's so cool. Yes. Tell me about we that. Drive, we we got to drive Humvees. Uh, we got to drive armored vehicles. Every track vehicles, all wheel vehicles. Uh, but before you could physically drive all that stuff, they would put us into uh, a simulator makes sense which is just a big video game the inside of a actual vehicle but it's all computer related so you kind of get the feel of driving a military vehicle before you actually drive a military vehicle um if we kind of do it in three kind of phases the crawl walk run phase right so basically what the crawl phase is is we kind of teach you and to to drive a vehicle. Okay, we, we show you what what the the steering wheel is, how to turn on the vehicle, how to do the maintenance maintenances of the vehicle. Then uh, we sit there and teach you how to actually physically drive the vehicle. Okay, first is always first is always safety. Okay, um, and we're constantly teaching. We're constantly teaching. Um, after about uh, three weeks of uh, you learning and the ins and outs of the vehicles, then we put you in the actual vehicle to let you run with the vehicle. Actually, physically drive with the vehicle. Is there an What's instructor that? in there? What's that? Is there an instructor in the in the vehicle with you? Yes. Yes, um, there's an actual instructor with you inside the vehicle. He's going to be your A driver. Um, he's going to let you know how to do. He's just there for safety precautions. That's all. I get that. So, what? So besides driving, which is awesome, I never knew you could do that in a boot camp. What else was there? Um, we fire uh, weapon systems, um, your, your long rifle, 
and a pistol. Uh, your your marksmanship skills. That's one of the uh, things. Also, um, also your physical activities. A lot of people. What a lot of people do nowadays is they sit here and pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for these gym memberships. Um, in the army, you get paid to go to the gym. <laughs> uh, a lot of the a lot of these gyms right here, uh, especially in in the army, is free. They have CrossFit. They have every type of type of gym that you want. They have swimming pools. They have things for the kids. Um, they have free weights. They have spin bikes. They have yoga. They have classes. They have everything. They have rock walls. They have everything. Any exercise that you can imagine, they have. Wow, so you definitely you definitely recommend people do to do that. What's that? You definitely recommend for people to be doing that instead of paying a lot for yes. gym membership. And um so when you were in, um how did you motivate yourself to get through everything knowing how much discipline you're getting every single day? How did I motivate myself? Um one, I did it for myself. Two, I did it for my family. You know, um, I knew I can do, I can do it because you're not the first individual to actually go through that training. Um, I just had to believe in myself. Um, I set a goal for myself, and uh, I continued to push through. I mean, every day is a new day. Um, Every day is a different challenge, but you get used to it, you know? Then it starts becoming second nature. You getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go run or to go exercise, and you going back to go change, and then going to breakfast. Make sense? Then go to class. You got class for about uh, three hours, and wow, you go to lunch. That's so long. How do you not fall asleep? What's that? How do you not fall asleep? How do you not fall asleep? Because you're, you're constantly learning. Um, there are ways that... Uh, there are ways to where you don't fall asleep. Okay? Um, you start getting tired, you stand up. Um, and again, if you start getting tired standing up, which you shouldn't, then you, you can do a little bit of exercise. Make sense? That's nice. That's good that they allow you to do that. Yes. So once you've finished, so one question: What is your what's your, what's the final thing that you do before you graduate? Like every every boot camp has their has their like final test. Um. So it's probably your your field prom. What you basically do is your culminating training event. What you basically do is, from what you learn throughout your nine and a half weeks of basic training, at the last last two weeks, you do a culminating training event. You take all the information that you learn with that one uh, throughout the whole boot camp experience, and you do it within two weeks. You go to the field and you implement what you learned. Um, then the very last thing 
that uh, you do when you is your graduation from boot camp and your family is invited to all these things okay so there's this big ceremony wow that's awesome and so what was the feeling when you finally finished everything your instructors shook your hand because they yelled at you for a long time during boot camp what it was it like when you were called a soldier for the first time well it was a sense of accomplishment sense of being part of a team that's that's a sense of hey if i can make it through this boot camp i can do anything that's that's amazing and so once you finished boot camp um where did you go after that well so i my training my training again i was an m1a1 crew member i stayed at fort knox for 20 weeks um again depending on somebody's somebody's uh uh whatever job that they choose um, after you finish base training, you usually get about a week or two weeks of vacation. Come see your family members. Then you get shipped off to your uh, MOS school, military occupation school. Which was which was what? Uh, mine was a uh, mine was a M1E1 crew member. I was a tank. I shot the the main combat tank, the main battle tank. Wow, that's that's insane. That's really cool. Um, so yes. hearing about your boot camp experience, that that's incredible. Like learning that you get to drive a car in in boot camp, that, that sounds awesome. I never got to do that. Um, now I want to learn about what was next in the rest of your career that led you to becoming a recruiter. So talking about your MOS, what, so describe exactly like what you do. So you did describe so. Back in 1994, again, I graduated from uh, uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky, as an M1A1 crew member. Um, my first duty station was a Fort Irwin, California. It is an Army post right outside of Barstow, California. Um, if you don't know where that's at, it's pretty much halfway between Los Angeles. Las Vegas, in the vicinity of Barstow, California. Um, what what I did during my first duty station, I was kind of a Krasnogian. I was a uh, I was a. We kind of played like this mock war, laser tag. Um, every <laughs> month, a different unit would come to uh, Fort Irwin, California. And basically, we used uh, lasers to simulate a battlefield. And we kind of uh, did military exercises uh, using tanks, uh, helicopters, airplanes, anything what you would expect uh, going overseas. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so I did that from 1994 to 1998. Uh, during my off time, uh, we did have, uh, we had sports teams where after we get off work, we can go to the gym or play sport, football, flag football, softball, swimming, track, boxing, um, 
basketball, anything that you want to do, we, yeah. we'd have a tournament for all that stuff. That's awesome. So tell me, how much work did it take you to get to the rank that you are today? Because your rank is like a chief in the Navy, correct? You're an E7? Yes, I'm an E7. So what an E7 is, is a Sergeant First Class. The E8, Master Sergeant. Also, if you're in charge of troops, it's a First Sergeant. So I'm a Sergeant First Class. Yes. Um, how long did it take you to get there? Like, how much work does it take? Um, so the, the military is, is unique, um, with the rank structure, especially the army. So you can, you get promoted to, depending on if you have school or not, um, depending on if you have school or not. So we're just going to talk about people with no schools. Okay. They just graduated high school and they decided to come out and join the uh, the army when they graduated high school. So usually you go into basic training as the E1, right? As the E1, and you get promoted within six months to E2. What I mean by promotion, it means uh, a high rank, which means more money. Within one year, within one year, you'll get promoted to E3, private first class. Now, with all the waivers and all your battle buddies, all your all the people you go to basic training, you can leave basic training as an E3 within maybe six or seven months. Now, within two years, you get promoted. It's guaranteed you get promoted to E4, which is a specialist. And you're just a pre-non-commissioned officer learning to become a non-commissioned officer. Make sense? Yes, that definitely makes sense. It sounds like it does take a lot of work, and you gotta be you gotta you gotta be better than or be a good soldier. Just be, yes, you have to be a good soldier. So the thing is, one thing along with every single job that you do, one you don't get in trouble. You do what you're supposed to do, and you show up on time. Those are basically the three things that you have to do to become good at what you do. Makes sense in the military. So I'd like to know, um, what? how did you end up being a recruiter? What happened there? So, um, so somebody called me one day. Somebody called me one day and asked me if I wanted to become a recruiter, an Army recruiter. And I saw it as an opportunity to uh, enhance my career. So I said yes. And that's how I became a recruiter. I had to go to school for, I believe, 22 weeks. To, to physically train to become a recruiter. Wow, that's 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 news. I didn't know that you had to uh, actually go to school for that. But that's that's awesome. And one one final uh, question: uh, um, What is the feeling every time you send a perfectly healthy, ready to serve future soldier to basic? 
Oh, well, I'm because how I see it is they they represent me. Okay? So every everything that I know, I will pass on that knowledge. So they they are representing myself, the country, and hopefully they'll become a future leader. Who knows? You might be the next president here in about 20 or 30 years. <laughs> Well, that's awesome, and you and it sounds like you're a good recruiter, and I really respect people who are incredible recruiters because that makes me want to join. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, um, so we have full-time and part-time positions, and if you need, if anyone needs to get a hold of me, my number is three two three four eight one. Two zero nine three again three two three four eight one two zero nine three and again my name is Sergeant First Class Colbank. All right, thank you so much, First Sergeant Leighton Colbank. This has been awesome. Um, I would like to thank you for being on my show this week. Hey, I appreciate that. It was fun. Anytime you need me on your show, I'll be more than happy to get on. Thank you. Until next time, this is Raphael Fogelschanzel signing off. Attention on deck.